Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the comic. Comic. guest with us today. My name is Vince. Across from me is Mike. Yes, Mikael. And we got Ted with us. Yep. Once again, this fucker's... uh, I told you I'd get uh, get you on here, and this is like the third time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm down to keep doing it, man. But this is Dragon D's Balls. This ain't just the comic zone. Nope. This is where we go balls deep into Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. And into your And eventually, holes. and into your fucking ear holes. Yeah. That's right. We got a bottle of Buffalo Trace with us. First of all, I just want to cheers you guys before we get going. Fucking A. We Let's fucking kind of fast-tracked. We're going to Dragon Ball Z because we don't want to talk about Dragon Ball. We want to talk about the shit we grew up with. Um, Ted, you didn't necessarily grow up with it, but you, yeah, I mean, you were watching it with me when... Well, not we were in that, high school but like and seeing shit. it on uh, Cartoon Network back in the day, like Toonami, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw some of it back then, but I didn't get super into it until you're like, hey, man, let's watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've, t- I've said it before. We, I've been into it since I was like 12. Yeah. Well, and it also helps to uh, having kind of the full series already complete compared to like trying to watch it on TV. Because you're only going to get so it it, it it was hard to find it where it, it flowed consecutively, you know, episode by episode. Sometimes you would get an episode of Dragon Ball followed by some random episode of Dragon Ball Z. So I'm sure it was much easier having the actual complete series already to watch, kind of binge watch than on TV. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I noticed how much I don't like waiting for shit to come out, like by week piecemeal yeah oh yeah it sucks yeah he mentioned he wanted to have me on here so like i just like binged all of super in like 10 days oh yeah and Uh, it was awesome to be able to just watch the entire thing you watched part of it though before that right super yeah yeah i I think i had watched like the first 60 or so episodes but it was as it was coming out right Right. but that was in the the subtitled versions that was a good time yeah it was it was a good time when dragon ball super was like coming out and you had to wait i mean part of that wait's kind of good though yeah i mean it was definitely more productive during that time it what do you mean like i wasn't fucking around watching dragon ball super when i should have been doing other shit no yeah so i mean there's that aspect but yeah like i get what you're saying like the anticipation and shit's nice too so well i'm just saying like that was a point when Dragon Ball Super started coming out. That was like big for me because I had seen, you know, the end of GT. I thought, and the at the point that I watched the final episode of GT, I was like really, really stoked because I, I, I've seen everything now. I've seen it all. Right. And then it said that set in, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I've seen it all now. Yeah. And it was like depressing, kind of. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can go back and watch it again, but it's never going to be what it was. Like, I'll never see anything new is what I thought. 
Right. And like I was telling you, like every time I saw, like while I was watching Super, like every new transformation, like every new limit reached or broken, like you get like the whole tingles thing going on. And it's probably not the same rewatching it. Like, yeah. Like you're, you're waiting for that moment and you're excited, but you still don't get the same feels. In Dragon Ball GT? No, in, in Super. <laughs> like as I was watching that, like, well, and all of Z and in GT, like all of them. <laughs> like the big build-up moments are probably not the same the next time through, or like the fifth time through, or for you like the thirtieth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I always get, I always feel those same emotions when I watch the show again because I always give myself time to like forget a little. I never fully forget. That's why I don't have to watch anything for this episode. And this one, we're just gonna talk about. Um, the Saiyan Saga, basically, up till the end of Vegeta and Goku's fight, um, from the beginning. And I think the beginning is the first movie, um, Dead Zone. And that's, the only reason I say this is because Garlic Jr. is the bad guy of the show, or of the movie, right? Okay. Takes place before the whole Raditz thing. And it. God, I'm losing it. Okay, it, so it's the. It. Garlic Jr. shows up later in the show. Right. So that, to me, means that this first movie. It's canon. Is canon and the first episode. Right. God, that took me a really long time to get there. <laughs> no, Sorry. but I, I would say I would agree just from what you've said about Dead Zone and whatnot that you could definitely think of that as kind of the precursor or entry into DBZ. Um, but then where it just goes from there is, is pretty fun. I mean, it can... What I like about the Saiyan Saga is it's very kind of weirdly paced. You know what I mean? Oh, God damn it, Nappa! God damn it, Nappa! Damn it, Nappa! Damn it, Nappa! You were saying? Oh, God, God damn, damn it, Nappa! God damn it, Nappa! Oh, my God. damn it, Nappa! That is definitely how it feels, some parts of that first season with the pacing. But it's, it's a cool kind of element. I like it. Because, I mean, it kind of is... One moment, Goku is being a farmer and doing just his own shit, and then next moment, all of a sudden, he finds out he's got some alien fucking brother trying to take out the universe he's grown to love and protect. So it's like, it, it shifts in the most unexpected moments, I feel, which is why I like that Saiyan saga. It's not as much of a flow to it, which I can actually appreciate. Well, yeah, and like I, I just started rewatching it just to kind of freshen up because it's been forever since I watched any of it and I thought it was really interesting like Raditz coming in and thinking like the mindset of a Saiyan was just going to overtake for Goku and just flip him sides like instantly right and it was it's fair to assume that though because right yeah like I said I mean like most Saiyan Saiyans mindset. are like that and Goku is like that but it's like a more focused um, he's focused on power for just for the sake of like, that's kind of the weirdness and like the subtlety of Goku is that he still wants the things that a Saiyan wants, but just the, the bloodlust isn't there. Right. He yeah. wants, he wants to be the best just to challenge himself. 
he doesn't want to be the strongest to rule the universe or do anything bad to anyone. He just wants to be the strongest. Yep. Yeah, that, that's kind of his whole mojo, like, all the time, so. No. Yeah. Do you think he tries to be the best in bed, too? Do you think him I, and Dude, I, we talked about this last episode, <laughs> and I think Chi-Chi molested him. Yeah. No. She I think pegs there's him. Pegs him? Pegs him. She definitely just, like, catches him while he's sleeping, feeds him a bunch, and he passes oh, no, out. No, 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 no definitely not. Because like, he would she's... definitely still get morning wood and shit, so she could just hop on there. He wouldn't feel anything. The guy's durable as fuck. No, I, I think she just baited him into thinking it was some kind of training. Oh, oh that's a good That'd be the way. Thinking. And it is. It yeah. is. She's like, let me clear your mind, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You want to train good today? Give me that dick. She's slapping the fuck out of him. Get Super Saiyan 3, damn it. <laughs> I know we're not there yet in the series, but you can that's hit part, it. That's part of, you know, Mike Tyson used to smash to clear his mind. Yeah. He had the whole opposite um, mentality. Like, a lot of fighters will be like, uh, no sex before a fight. That'll, you know, take your mojo away. He's like, I want all the booty. Yeah. All of it. I'm sure we could find a scientific answer of which is right or wrong. Well, I'm going to believe Mike Tyson. Because so he was I. the baddest man on the planet oh, for yeah. a long time. He was fucking a monster. Mm-hmm. Absolute monster. Okay, so starting, beginning of the show, I mean, that movie's really great. If you haven't seen Dead Zone, you should definitely watch it, find it somewhere. I mean, I'm sure there's a million... DVDs floating around like the old version I've never seen the new and I don't know if they've like redone all those movies with Funimation I'm sure they have yeah probably but those first three movies before we get into Dragon Ball Z like the series because we're gonna try to stay linear here mm-hmm. on this episode we've been kind of all over the place yeah so now that we're into Dragon Ball Z, we can take our time and talk about things and like uh, try to focus a little more. So the first three movies, as I've said before at like fucking nauseum at this point, is I grew up with the highly edited version of Dragon Ball Z. So they would do these late night um, adult swim movies and shit back then and they would do dragon ball z movies and they would air them unedited Mm -hmm. so one cut so that actually those first three movies um dead zone dead zone tree of might oh what's the third one i don't think i've seen tree of might (laughs) that one's really good too okay well i know what we're doing after this yeah we (laughs) should watch we should watch that Right. I can't remember the third one. Hold on. You guys talk for a second. I'm going to go look at the DVDs. All right. Sounds good. Of course you've got a stack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So last episode, Mike and I kind of talked about uh, our first kind of entry into the series. Um, For me, it was kind of the same Cartoon Network. Um I kind of jump back and forth between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and my favorite arc of the whole series and running arc is the Red Ribbon Army. So uh, what would you say is your kind of entry into it? Like, was it mostly Dragon Ball Z on 
uh, Cartoon Network, or was it kind of a mix of Dragon Ball in that? No, it was definitely pretty much all Z in the beginning for me. Like, I didn't watch any of Dragon Ball until I met this this goofball over here. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, goofball, I, this fucking guy. Yeah, okay, exactly. so we got the world's strongest. I forgot about it. It's a... This one's really cool, too. Okay, but... That one's about, like, some scientists, so it's really similar to the whole Red Ribbon Army stuff. Mm-hmm. But not connected, I don't think. Right. Tree of Might. Terrorless, he's like a... The way they do that one's a little different from, like, the canon of Dragon Ball. So, like, low-level Saiyans, like, there's a bunch of guys that look like Goku. Oh, okay. Type of thing. So he's, like, a low-level Saiyan that... And there's, like, this whole thing. It's, like, it doesn't match up to much of, like, what we know to be canon. Okay. But it's still a bad motherfucker. It's a really great movie. And then, I think the only movie that actually ties into the series. Dragon Ball Dead Zone. Dead Zone. Okay. Because, like I said, of Garlic Jr., and we all know he shows up later, um, in between Goku beating Frieza and Trunks showing up while Goku's gone uh, on Yardrat, learning instant transmission. Right. Um, and that's basically the summary of that movie. He has a group of guys they call the Spice Boys. Mm-hmm. Are, which are his henchmen. Uh, it's a really cool movie. I like it a lot. You know, that seems pretty familiar to me now. Uh, dude, you probably it. saw it like back in the day. They were probably. airing all... Those were the three movies mm-hmm. that you got along with the original episodes of Dragon Ball Z on, to, on uh, Cartoon Network. Right. And the first versions of those that I had, especially Tree of Might, mm-hmm. um... I recorded it on my VHS, you know. God damn. Back in the day, and that's how I had a copy of it. That's how I had a copy of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you're 50, right? Damn. (laughs) Damn. Damn. (laughs) Early pirating at his finest. Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) That legitimately was. I had music videos like that. A ton of music videos. Um, And yeah, a lot of Dragon Ball and that's how I would watch it more than once a day. Because we got to remember, too, it's like I was watching it one t- once a day. Right. And I don't know if it aired twice. I want to say it did at least later on. Like they'd run the same block of cartoons twice. Right. But it was still that. the same episode. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I came in, like, in the Cartoon Network era, like, around the Frieza saga. Like, part way through that like they were already on well yeah i was when, where i where i was introduced i think and when we were watching it a lot like when we were young uh we were watching on vhs and shit right yeah i remember like that. at your grandma's house and shit remember yeah definitely <laughs> and like you had all of the like the super badass like um mosaic or whatever the hell you want to call yeah, it yeah the, the vhs had uh the big pictures like they yeah, have man, the like, murals on them I can't believe you got rid of that shit. I know. But it was so much to deal with. It was a lot, dude. It was a lot. Yeah. But still, it was fucking dope. Yeah, it'd be cool to have it, and I didn't even get money, anything for it. You know what I mean? 
You didn't get a dime for it? No, I did, but it was like a dollar a, oh. a VHS tape. You know what I mean? At I, least you got something for it, though. And I, the, the main thing is, is I have everything on DVD, hard copies, and that's all that matters to me. If I had that, they'd just be taking up room. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you'd have a shelf in your living room with them all laid out. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would. You could display them oh, all. They're just taking up room, but goddamn, it looks so cool. I don't even have a VHS player. So? Can you even get one shit? anywhere? Yeah, what? Well, yeah, you don't need to watch them. Retire that old tech, man. I yeah, wouldn't just, even just, just to, to have have risk them. it. Just to have them. Yeah. yeah, like collector pieces. Like how many of the games, like think about like game collectors, man. Like mm-hmm. where they have all the old consoles with like 90% of the games for that console. Like do you think they ever touch it? Maybe. Nope. Depends I on the person. Say. So I have a copy of Final Fantasy VII on PS1. That's actually a pretty limited edition. Oh, yeah, that's just that shit never goes in the console because you can get fucking Final Fantasy VII on fucking anything now. Oh, yeah, emulators and shit. You got it, it yeah. all day. Right, yeah, and like especially in like the movie and show world, man, like streaming. Well, except for Dragon Ball Z, apparently. Like I was telling Cluffy about this before you came over, Vince. Like... I wanted to rewatch it and kind of like bring myself up to speed a little bit before I came on, which I failed at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> I always do. That's why we didn't get through Dragon Ball because I couldn't. Like I don't have time, unfortunately, to sit there and watch Dragon Ball, especially when we got so many podcasts. Yeah. At this point, I'm doing a lot of podcasts now, which yeah. I love that shit. But I think I need to find that balance of like being able to research and shit and doing podcasts yeah word yeah but anyway so what i was telling him is like i watched all of super on hulu Mm -hmm. like they had the entire series so it was nice and easy just to spam through it right and they also have the entire dragon ball series Mm -hmm. dragon ball z they don't have right right so i was like oh well where else can i get it so i got on like funimation and you can watch like the first like 60 episodes or something but then after that you have to have a membership right i was like well that sucks uh let's check Crunchyroll and like it'll pull up on Crunchyroll and it's supposed to be there according to some article from like March it's supposed to be there mm-hmm. but it's not like you pull it up and it's a 404 page so there's actually a good reason for that uh I just found out Funimation you know why huh yeah Funim- was like Funimation and Crunchyroll actually just merged as a company right and that was like yeah. back in like March and that's the article that I was reading that was saying that it's supposed to be on Crunchyroll but it's not there yet right but what how hard is it got to like, beat upload? Like, oh, it's, it's got to take like an after, afternoon to no, 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 upload those episodes and having just worked through like a giant IT merger between two hospitals, like I get it. Yeah, like it's not as easy as just like flipping a switch. Like presenting the media on a new platform, like they need to go through, get it all into their system, make sure everything's good, and it's it's more work than you think. Like it's no, it's not like super crazy hard, but making sure it works with their different media player, like if they're running like different codecs and shit, they have to readjust everything for that. Well, and I'm sure on top of that too, there's kind of a dispute. I'm sure of like maybe copyrights and licenses and who gets to display what or something like that. I'm not sure. No, I think I think the end of it is uh, the last part, which is I found it on Amazon. Wouldn't you run hmm. into that with all the shows though? Why just Dragon Ball Z? Well, that's I'm not sure, but I think because you have Dragon popular. Ball, is GT on Hulu too? I think it is. I think it might be. So, like, you got Super Dragon Ball and GT. Yeah, I need to finish GT. So why Z? 
I don't know. Well, actually, maybe well, that's the one that's most that's the most popular. That's what I'm saying. It's right, got to be the most popular, and that's why. When I found it on Amazon, I was like, "Oh, cool! I wonder if I can stream it. I've got Prime." Mm-hmm. Nope, it's three bucks an episode or a hundred dollars a season. Nine season. Wow. Crazy. Nine, almost nine. And I think I they're like ninety-five a season, but almost nine hundred dollars to own all of it on Amazon, which is fucking mind-blowing to me. And I can't remember how much it costs per season, like buying everything. I just I'm, can't. I, I'm recall. telling you, man. Like, we hold on, I can look on. Like, I'm pretty sure you were paying something like forty-five per three VHS box. I'm gonna jump on here. And so, like, fifteen bucks a movie, or fifteen bucks a tape. I don't remember how many episodes of tape there were, though. So, honestly, I could tell you this much. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for Funimation, even though we're not sponsored or uh, anything like that by them. But, hey, maybe one day. Um, But they're like five bucks a month. They're pretty cheap. Well, yeah, I don't have a problem signing up for it. I was just like in a hurry and trying to watch them before the show. Okay, so look. I'm looking at um, Amazon right now. For every single season of Dragon Ball Z on DVD, this isn't Blu-ray, but DVD, the sets that I have, $135 for every season. Right. It's right. Versus 100 bad. bucks a season yeah. for streaming. Like, what the hell? hundred stupid. Okay. hundred. Here's another set. It's a, it looks that like one, a newer set. Yeah, that's Blu-ray. Is it? Yeah. It says Blu-ray Ooh, on the end See, that's it. what I need to grab. Yeah, man. Yeah. $135 oh, bucks for all of it. Um, okay, never mind. What the fuck's going on here? Because now it's saying 600 bucks for... Well, that's from whatever source you're looking at. Is that like Blu-ray? Amazon, Amazon's like mixed sources. You're not yeah. buying just from Amazon. Like, you're buying from all the folks. What's weird right. about that, though, is the Blu-ray is cheaper than the DVD. Yeah, well, I, it's probably here's all the... Se- here's sure. every DVD set for huh. 130 So why is it 600 there? Maybe they're just <laughs> well, they, smoking like, crack. No, it's yeah. the difference in where you're buying it, probably. Well, okay, I, here's a newer set. I think this is the Funimation set of those old movies. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'd like those because I grew up with the the Pioneer ones, and they're different voices. You guys will see when yeah. we watch these later. But so, is it the Funimation voices for Super? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. some well, of the voices are of... different. Like, Bulma's different because I think the... I don't know what happened with the chick that was doing her, like, during Dragon Ball Z. But she's different. Hmm. Yeah, I I know they've had a couple of like kind of minor roles. Here's re-enacted. a game we used to play. Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Oh, that game was so fun. We oh, well, yeah. which one was the one we would play? It was two. No, it was Budokai Tenkaichi three. Two. Two. It was two. Oh, no. I got the strat guide out there still. Okay, well, yeah, but we played the shit out of it. But then we got, like, super good with, like, a couple of characters where you could, like, endless chain your opponent. And you had no way out, and it, it kind of yeah. lost its luster. Well, that's that, the, that yeah. was the loophole in the game. If you could teleport around with good timing, like, hit them with shots, and then zip around to the other side of them and keep doing that, and you could just juggle that. Right, yeah, like, do a yeah. little bit of damage, knock but them back, we teleport, would, do it again. We actually made rules where you're like, no, n- don't be a bitch. <laughs> like give like you know what I mean. You can do that, but like you have to mix in like bigger attacks and like use some strategy. Don't just be a cheap asshole. Like yeah. fucking Mortal Kombat using the uppercut. Oh God. Uh, leg sweep bullshit. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, look at Dragon Ball GT, the complete series, $22. Oh, shit. I might have to That's that this on. set I have. It's not worth it's not worth. It is worth having. Like I like GT and I told you this on the last one I think, mm-hmm. didn't I? Yeah. It's like you yeah. get it's like Dragon Ball in the sense that if you get through the first half and into the later stuff it's so much better. See, but I enjoyed like I only made it like partway through the baby saga. See that. And I still enjoyed what I had seen. Like I hadn't seen I think I saw like the the Goku Vegeta fusion once. I don't know how many times they do it in that series, but Well that kind of spurs an interesting question I have then. Why do you think GT because from what I've seen across everything in the series, GT gets the most hate. Why do you guys think that is? I think because it wasn't originally made by Takiyama, I think um, people the the aesthetic change. If you watch it, you will understand. Mm-hmm. It's just different. It's not, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I tend to be more open minded when yeah. it comes to like shit that I love, especially like Star Wars. I try to just appreciate things. I'm like, okay, this is like the next step. Like right. even if it's not like what I expected. This is what I get, so I'm gonna enjoy it for what it is, and you know what I mean, right? So that, that's and what. Like, let's be honest. Like the journey to Super Saiyan Four was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it is cool. And like the actual transformation into Four looks dope as fuck. Like I'm sorry, I I I think it looks great. If you don't like it, you suck. But you know I what I great. you know what I think about when I think that of GT or the movies is. As far as Super Saiyan 4 goes, I think that's the next logical step from 3 if they never encountered divine energy. Okay. If he never... Because it's not the same as just going from 3 to Super Saiyan God. Right. It's like, I think you could go Super Saiyan God and never go Super Saiyan 3. Well, I mean, to be fair... There it's were, because you there you're, were people that did that like Vegeta. It's not even a transformation. It's more a transfer of using mortal energy to divine energy. It's not a transformation, as you would think, like Super Saiyan, mm-hmm. because Super Saiyan Blue is just them turning Super Saiyan using divine energy. Right. right, it's their, their basically like their next step, learning to control that energy right. well enough to do it. Right, so it's not a new transformation. They're just doing what they do, and it looks different because they're using different energy. Right, right. Whereas for Super me, Saiyan 4 yeah, is... Super Saiyan Four would be the next logical step in the Super Saiyan upgrades. Right. So, so potentially there uh, for could me, be like yeah. a Super Saiyan Four in the blue God Super Saiyan Four blue. Right. Yeah, just blue fuzzies. I see a lot of people debating on Facebook and shit, like going, oh, which one's better? It's like, why does it got to be better, dude? Yeah. Why can't both? Why can't we have both? Well, yeah, yeah, I and agree. Mix it, it, and that's kind of the... It would be interesting to see, like, Super Saiyan 4 Goku versus Super Saiyan Blue Goku. Or Super like, Saiyan 4 Blue. Like, remember, so Super Saiyan 4, I, I think as far as I saw in it anyway, they were going against one of the dragons. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, dragons are a divine Fuck entity. You, <laughs> Keep Fuck going. You, Nappa. God but, damn it, Nappa. Oh, God damn it, Nappa. Like, they had to fuse to take him on, if I recall. 
but like they were fighting a divine entity as Super Saiyan 4 so it would be interesting to see just where it actually stacks up you know what I mean Mm -hmm. nice sad music (laughs) you're playing there dude I'm listening to you I'm listening oh Uh, no that's all I have go oh I'm good Oh, God damn it, it, Napa. It would God be interesting. Jesus Christ. To. God damn it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. see why you guys don't include Bill on this. God because he'd fucking slap you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it would be interesting to see how Super Saiyan Blue and Super Saiyan 4 match up to each other. Yeah. I, so I, if I you had. Be. Okay, and this is what I was getting at. Like the whole. The way I see it. Um, not only that, it's just like two different paths, but it's like two, like what if? Yeah. Like what if they never discovered, they never met Beerus, they never went into that God stage and they kept going and just going as far as they could with mortal energy. I wonder how well Super Saiyan 4 would stack up against Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah, I agree. And for me, I think it's more about subtlety. So like we were saying, like I said, Super Saiyan Blue is just them using Super Saiyan with a more potent, uh, dense energy. So that only gives them more opportunity to go higher. So Super Saiyan Blue is more powerful, more efficient than Super Saiyan 3, right? That's until he uses Super Saiyan 3 as a Super Saiyan, like Super Saiyan three blue, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so they blue they, is essentially they Super have the, one, right? the the opportunity to climb the ladder again, and possibly Super Saiyan blue will be more efficient and usable in the blue form. Right. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's entirely possible because. Every time he's used Super Saiyan three in the series, it's, he it's can't super short lived. It. Yeah, he, it's like a god form; it can't be sustained. Yeah, right. But at the same time, like, had they progressed that arc further, like, would he have gotten to the point where he could stay in it like he does in two all the time? I don't think so. I, it, maybe, I, I don't know. maybe, but yeah. I think it would have been a way harder path and still inefficient. You have. The god energy, you have that denser energy that you can manipulate and use more effectively with a form like that. And then a form like that, you don't have to focus so much on just maintaining it as you can focus on climbing higher with it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, from and what I remember kind of, of GT, they didn't really have trouble maintaining 4, did they? Yeah, they did. He couldn't do it forever. Well, no, not forever. <clears throat> But, like, think back to, like, in Z when he first went Super Saiyan. Like, that wasn't something he could maintain for very long either. Yeah. Well, that's what I get, though. But that's what I'm saying. It's like once still they get only into have, it, and, like, especially... You still have to have limits to, like, mortal energy. You have to. For the god energy to, like... To, like, have any kind of prominence... And it only makes sense, like, if you're thinking in a logical sense, like, using something denser and more efficient would be just, like, the obvious choice. And you wouldn't just try to beat yourself to death using a lesser form of energy when you have access to something different. So, coal versus nuclear? 
Uh, true. And it doesn't make sense. <laughs> we don't... It, exactly. I know. It doesn't so, make I know. sense. I just thought I'd throw that in there. So what you're trying to say is that you think the blue energy could sustain Super Saiyan 3 or some of those higher yes. Super Saiyan longer. Yeah. I that, would agree with that. And, and, and on top of that, because you would be able to sustain it, you would be able to be in it longer mm-hmm. and be able to master it further. Because it's helping you out. It's okay, giving you so an it's a additional crutch. supply well, of energy. I think that's a form that requires a higher form of energy, and that's what they're hinting at. You can't uh, even... Okay, here, here's this. Goku could sustain Super Saiyan 3 way longer when he was dead than when he was alive. That's because he's dead and using like spirit energy and not mortal energy. So here's a weird question then. Um, do you think that any of that like mastery and learning transfers back to using mortal energy? Well, yeah, of course. I think like obviously you could probably if Goku gave got, had more time to sit there and fuck around with Super Saiyan 3. I think, yeah, he could probably master it as far as he could, and he'd be able to use it more efficiently. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, but how never much... as far as he could go using God energy. Right, but what I'm my question is, like, how much do you think using the God energy in Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan 2 helps their mortal forms of it? Because, like, wait, hold on, one I more know time. we're way go, off track. Go, at this no, point, go one but... more time. Go one more time. No, so like think about how much better and how much stronger they are in Super Saiyan and Super Saiyan 2 uh-huh. after training with Whis. No, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, and that's part of the beauty of the subtlety. <clears throat> like I've said this. It's like Goku, if you had two Gokus and they were going to fight each other and you chose Goku when he first turned Super Saiyan and he was fighting Frieza. There's no way that Goku would ever stand a chance against Goku that learned how to live in a perpetual state of Super Saiyan right before fighting Cell. Like, that's a whole nother level of using that form. Like, he's so much more powerful right there. Right, and then extrapolates out even further, like... Right, Super so that Saiyan... answers your question is like, of course not. Like, of course... No, 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 it doesn't answer my question, because that is... Him still using mortal energy and perfecting it. What I'm wondering is the difference in the energy between divine and mortal. So is that transfer backwards? I can answer that using probably a, kind of a metaphorical thing. So say you want to hump for longer, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're two pump chump, and say you want to you want to four, <laughs> four right? Yeah. God damn it! I put but, a lot of work into this. You don't. But you pop a Viagra, blue energy, right? Am I right? You pop one of those. Even if you shoot your load or use your full mortal energy, you still got the Viagra to keep you going. Yeah. Kind of in that regard. But I think K.O. Ken's almost like a mortal teaching of divine energy. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like that's what could potentially prepare somebody to take on that divine energy because they're kind of similar in a way well that came from king kai right kai Ken. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it's a it's a divine teaching it's a divine teaching it is but... a divine like and we've talked about that before it is a technique of the gods right at but, some level 
But to, like, a certain extent, right, like, it's still draining Goku physically in his mortal energy. So, well, it would be similar. It would be similar, yeah. It's kind of a precursor. It's a god. It's a, that's why he was only able to fully master it while using Super Saiyan Blue. Right. right, but even even it's like it's not it's drawing on the energy it was meant to, not mortal energy. Exactly, yeah, that, that's reasonable. But you remember, like during the first, like the precursor fight in Super, like it was still wrecking his body. Like he couldn't move after he fought Hit for the first time with Kaioken. Yeah, right. he was still learning to master it. Right, and then by the Tournament of Power, he's using it fully mastered, and Super Saiyan Blue is like I think. And that's kind of another beautiful thing about the show. He learned Kaioken in the series, like the episodes we're supposed to be talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, we're and we're going to get around to that right now. Uh huh. Um, no, go- hold on, hold on. That wraps back to my original question of transferability. So, since he has mastered Kaioken in his god form, do you think that applies to mastery in his mortal form? Yes. Yes, I think that yes. gives him the ability. <laughs> the freedom to focus on the subtle things and not so much on maintaining. Mm-hmm. So then, yes, yeah, yeah, I would say yes. He gets to more or less perfect the technique rather than the endurance of it. Yeah, I, th- I would say, like, in mortal form, him being a Super Saiyan at this point is, like, breathing. Super Saiyan 2. So you're, you're wondering if he just, just went Super Saiyan 3. After, like, fucking around with all this god energy, he just went Super Saiyan 3, didn't do a god form beforehand. He would probably have more mastery of that than when he was fighting Majin Buu. Well, I think he showed that in Super. Like, he went Super Saiyan 3 in Super. Yeah, and got his ass wiped by Beerus, like, instantly. No, 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 no. I was talking about in the Tournament of Power. He used it there Did when he? he was fighting uh Kefka. Yeah. Yeah, or but that's Kefla. okay, and that, that was just him showing it off. No, that's but. your point. Yeah, I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, like it was a joke to him. Like that form is almost not even useful. Which sucks because it looks fucking cool and like I'm still saying they have the opportunity to fully use it. Just like Kaioken. Or just like Kaioken. That is a god-level form that isn't meant for inefficient mortal energy. They need god energy to sustain Super Saiyan 3, yeah. and then it's effective. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's reasonable. But anyway. they're also doing the whole, why do they do that? Why would he ever do that? He has, uh, ins- uh, fuck, what? Ultra Instinct. Yeah, Ultra Instinct. So why would he ever do that? Right, but Ultra Instinct doesn't mean he can't... Use Super Saiyan 3 at the same time. Right. Right? Yeah. Ultra Instinct is not necessarily like a power Why level. shouldn't he be able to be Super Saiyan 3 and Ultra, Ultra Instinct. Instinct at the same time? Right, like you remember when he first goes Ultra Instinct, they're talking about he's, he's super fast and crazy reaction time and everything, but he's hitting less hard than he was in blue yes because he didn't know how to use it correctly and as he's mastering it yeah he gets there and there's no reason he can't use the higher super saiyan forms within instinct at a later time yeah so that'd be anyway 
I'm going to bill us back to the beginning. Of yeah, the let's day. get back to, yeah, yeah, I'd appreciate that. Let's get yeah. back to the very beginning of the show before we get too crazy. And that's those first initial episodes where Gohan's lost in the woods. Not very entertaining stuff. Chasing uh, that kitty? Yeah. And I would like to remark, as much as I love this series, Gohan's constant crying and oh, daddy gets mm. really fucking annoying that's why it makes those initial episodes a drag not that great no right but you only see that with like the benefit of future sight well yeah with no, hindsight, i saw it, i saw it when i first started watching the show well, what, those was the, episodes, what was the yeah. you told me you knew what the first episode you ever watched was what was it i don't know the exact number but it's you know, when Gohan, Krillin, Bulma are headed to Namek, they right. run into that. Well past whiny, crying bitch Gohan. He's still a little whiny. He's But, like, he was the one who got me into the show. That's the thing, is watching him throw some energy mm-hmm. so you'd... at this wave of fire. And I was like, what the F? Yeah. Right. Like, like this, this is for me. Cool, but, like, that doesn't help you appreciate where he came from. I totally appreciate all of it. I have patience. I just think about like people who would be trying to get into it and the things that might make them go, Ugh, Well, yeah. This isn't very good. Well, yeah, but yeah. to be But fair, then you're not giving it a chance because you're looking at filler stuff. You start on some filler, you're going to go, oh, this show sucks. Right, and I, I kind of agree, but kind of disagree. Because like if you look at like the first... In the first three episodes, like the first episode, Gohan's lost and he, that cat steals his hat, right? And he's chasing after the cat, trying to get his hat back. And that is like your first introduction to his hidden potential. And True. He's, he's not controlling it. True. But and they could have got like that the, out of the way. They the, get, the, they the, get all that out of the way when they're fighting Raditz. Mm-hmm. Yes and no, but that was a lead up to it. Just like when, um, a little bit later on, when he's stuck on the log in the river. And he's floating down river, and he's about mm. to go off the cliff, and he ends up in the tree above the river. Mm. Like that's all like, and that's when Goku finds him. Right, that's all like feeder information into knowing that Gohan has far it's more special. Potential. Right, but it's hard to know that if you're just picking up the series. I, I disagree because, like I said, I just watched it fresh. It's been like 20 years since I saw that stuff, and like I instantly picked up on the fact that he's kind of special. Just by watching like the first three episodes, well, like yeah, he's he's a little kid, but he's like four. Well, yeah, and he's, he's whiny, but he's like four. But you, but then he's chasing down a wildcat, and the wildcat's terrified and running, and then he ends up flying into a tree, even though you don't see it. Like you know damn well that's exactly how he got there. But I mean, like regardless how long you have seen it, like the whole series through, it's hard to forget Gohan defeating Cell. It's That's my favorite to... saga out of the entire series. For Me the record, too. is the Cell Saga. Same here. I'm right like, there with you. How well the story was told, just beautiful. So, and it's just I have firsthand experience with this. Because when I tried to get my wife initially into Dragon Ball Z, it wasn't Dragon Ball Z that got her interested. It was actually Dragon Ball Super much later on. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. But I, I tried to get her into Dragon Ball Z and... She started watching those first few seasons, and I mean, she's someone that's into Lord of the Rings, has read the books, is into Harry Potter, has read all the books, so she has a keen detail 
eye to stuff like that, foreshadowing, build up, stuff like that. And literally through those first five episodes, all she could say is, God, does he ever shut the fuck up? Go and I'm on, like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, honestly, I forgot how kind of annoying he is in the beginning. And when you can tr- compare him to like Goku being the similar age in the beginning of Dragon Ball, and this is kind of where Dragon Ball is important. Goku was a pretty fearless boy and he loved adventure and stuff like that. So I think transitioning then to Dragon Ball Z and seeing his son kind of be such a a stark, it's a stark contrast and it shows the influence. Excuse me. It shows the influence of Chi Chi. Right. The only reason Gohan's like that is because his mom is an overprotective, overbearing psychopath. Right. Yep. It'll like, that's that direct Chi-Chi influence. If Gohan grew up with just Goku. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He would have passed Goku a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, God. And yeah. now, not to diverge too much, and we're not going to, but <laughs> now we're finally seeing that latent potential oh, I'm, unlocked I'm, in this new movie. Like, yeah, this is I'm supposed s- to be Gohan at his fully... And it's about time. Fully best. Mm-hmm. Right, but I, do, I don't believe that, though. Like his fully well, best, yeah, like his always, potential is unlocked. Always, now he has he'll that. He'll keep growing. He's a saying. Yeah, he'll now he has that. Then he masters that, and that's kind of the beauty of everything. All of this is the subtlety. Mm-hmm. Is like the ability. Like we were saying, Super Saiyan three. We thought that was like the pinnacle of that form, but really, if you use a different form of energy, that all of a sudden becomes like a really, really potent tool. Yeah. Use that mixed with Kaioken on top of that. Yeah. Like, he has a limitless ceiling of strength, and that's kind of the crazy thing about the show is it's built in that way. And to me, it doesn't sound like bullshit. Okay, so one more question before I push us back to Z. Yeah. Do you think you get red or blue monkey if you still have a tail and look at the moon while you're in God form? Hmm. Uh, Mm. Interesting. That's a good question. I think... Yeah, if you get a, like a god form, monkey form. Yeah, god monkey. Yeah, there we go. Just a thought. Like, you remember they do gold monkey. There's I mean, got to be the subtlety there. So, yeah, I mean, it could happen, I'm sure. Yeah, they need I, to do it. I but think... you've never seen a Super Saiyan with a tail, really, though. So what happens when a Super Saiyan, somebody reaches the level where they can be a Super Saiyan, but they still have a tail? What well, happens I'm, then? Can they reach Super Saiyan still having the tail? Sure. Why not? Why? Why wouldn't they? Why would they? <laughs> Fair I enough. I guess that's something no, that seriously, hasn't like, in. Since it's never happened, yeah. and Saiyans for... We don't know if it's never happened. Broly had a tail, and he was a Super Saiyan. He was a Super Saiyan of legend. It's a different... Yeah, he was a, a god. different transformation. Yeah. So, like, that might be possible, but, like, regular, what we see all of our Z fighters doing, like... None of them have tails. Gohan, mm-hmm. Goku, I got Vegeta, you. Yeah. Trunks. You know. Goten. Like all of them. None of them have a tail when they go Super Saiyan. So what if. When you have that tail, it prevents you from doing that. Like your only power outlet is Crazy Monkey Man. Hmm. Just a thought. Uh, I guess. I have my but doubts. But you, you have the gold. Because like. Okay. During GT. I know it's not canon. But yeah, they get. But their they kind of get. The, he gets his tail back. They go golden monkey, and then they go four. Yeah. Well, once I, they control. So that's like monkey. the progression of that. But I get what you're saying. It like uh, 
You look at the full moon. You have your tail. You're in God form. Well, I would kind of say I'm split on it, I think. Because to have a God form, you have to have extreme discipline, right? And the monkey form is kind of an undisciplined power gain for the Saiyans. Right, but... But... True, you've already reached it, though. You've already reached it, On the other hand, though, where I'm split, though, is... Why why couldn't they perfect that form in a god form? You know and what right. I mean. And better question not... is what does perfection look like? I would because say I don't that, think there is any form, perfection. No, that that form is like pure rage and destruction. So, so pure I, like perfection of that would yeah. be like a destroyer. I would use a Marvel reference here. Uh, first entry level kind of Hulk versus Professor Hulk, kind of that. His ability to shake hands with the beast inside him mm-hmm. and yeah. his intelligence, his actual conscious self, and meet in the middle. So that's where I would say a perfection of that form exists, where they're cohesive, they know what they're doing, but they're in that great ape form. They're not just kind of berserk monkeys destroying shit. You I know, think or, what it would, okay, here's what would happen. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And combining that with what Ted's saying, I think you that's when that would be the formula to make a Super Saiyan for Super Saiyan God. Right. It's like you would hit you would be a god form already. Um, then you look at the moon. No become a super an ape and because of the, the mastery moon. it wasn't beca- the moon though. They had to, to Oh yeah, the blunts to- rays or whatever. It, but they they only did that for Vegeta. Remember, no, I th- I'm pretty sure the Bulma first time made the machine. I'm pretty sure Goku transforms Gold Monkey and then Four from the Moon. It was different for Goku than Vegeta. Was it was it Vegeta that did it on the Moon? Vegeta, Bulma was you know the the whole Earth was brainwashed, and you guys don't rem- remember yeah, this I probably. Do. The whole earth was brainwashed and being used by baby. Right. Bulma's a part of that. She designs a machine that creates blunts waves that are the waves you get from the full moon when, you know, the rays of light you get from the full moon. They create a new form of energy called blunts waves and that turns you into monkey. The monkey form. Right. But Goku went gold monkey by seeing the earth. From the moon. And okay. that is how, and then he, when no, he's that's super true. angry, I know it's true, true because I remember it. Yes. So he saw the earth from the moon and went monkey, but it was gold monkey. Yeah. And then he tamed the gold monkey into. By seeing the picture of Pan and. Right. So that's what I'm saying is like, it's not the moon. It was taming that form. It was spanking of the monkey. It was spanking the monkey. Indeed. <laughs> tamed it. That tamed the beast yep. to Super Saiyan 4. Right. So, so they masturbation go, is the key. There you go. I uh, I don't foresee those circumstances arising uh, in Super 2 or 3 or whatever. You can't they go do. there. You can't. Oh, they need to. Dude, you can like, always beat off Super, at any time. Super you can Saiyan. Beat off any, anywhere. I've Super done it. Super Saiyan 3 and 4 in God would be amazing. Yeah. Like, think about, like, the 
ridiculous power level of Goku or Vegeta or Vegito or Gogeta as Super Saiyan. Oh, I just had an epiphany. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, I got a raging clue. I just got a clue. So, no. So, you were, you and I have talked about like the future of Super and like where they're headed with like Vegeta getting the um, ultimate ego form, right? Yep, Ultra Ego. Yeah, Ultra Ego. Which is basically what? him You're learning to, if you don't know. I'm sure you do if you're listening to this, but basically Goku or Vegeta learning to become a god of destruction. Right, what happens when Ultra Instinct Goku and Ultra Ego Vegeta fuse? Hmm. That's a... F- See, there's a lot of shit. Wow. Like, dude, that yeah, might not so mesh, much. though. That might not mesh, no, no, though. No, no, no. You get, like, Vegito uh, instinctive egotist or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instinctive in- Right. You have, like, you have all of the pluses of He's Ultra just a- Instinct where you have, like, perfect prediction of all battle, and then you're using Destructor energy. And you're a cocky fuck. Exactly. I mean, which Vegito's, is already a Vegito, side effect of fusion, right? Yeah, Vegito and Gogeta being are a cocky, cocky fuck. fuck. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah, and Gotenks, I guess. Yeah, Gotenks yeah. is cocky as shit too. They're, hell, oh, yeah. they're horrible. They're fucking awful. Oh no, they're it's not horrible. It is, it is comedy so, gold. How about oh, yeah. this? How about this? What if it turns them into the worst bad guy ever, and they become the big bad? Yeah. Well, fortunately, it only lasts like twenty minutes. Yeah, what with normal energy? What if it's got energy? Well, they they do a fusion in blue. What if instead? I'm pretty of sure. Yeah, when they fight they Broly, do... they they gotta no, no, no. do they, the fusion. They do it in early Super when they're when they go to Trunks Land. They do the they do the earring. That's fusion. different. That's yeah, different. I know. Like, what if instead of twenty minutes, it was like two days? With God energy, <clears throat> maybe it's forever. Who uh, as long as they want? Yeah. And where does the personality clash with the Omni King come in for that? Because Vegeta is, you know, Vegeta, and Goku is friends with the Omni King. Where's like that? Zenosama. Person- yeah. Where does that personality clash leave Vegeta or Gogeta when interacting with a being that can wipe them out with a thought? Yeah. So, anyways, anyway, we got to get back to Dragon Ball yeah, Z. First uh... season of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> fuck. God damn it. Huh. Okay. All right. So, God damn it, Bobby. We get into the first, and I find it really interesting because we really see a transfer from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z early on. Is Goku is still using the Nimbus Cloud at this point when they fight Raditz? They're still at a pretty basic level of power. They're. Not very strong. Can no. he fly at that point? No. Nope. Without Nimbus? I didn't no. think so. I'm, like They don't ever show him learning to fly. There is... That's one of the more interesting things is you never... The only time... And God damn it, I'm diverging again, but <laughs> the only time you see anybody learning how to fly is Goten and Videl when Gohan teaches her how to actually manipulate energy and how to fly. Other than that, you never see anyone learn how to fly. That is but there's true. that. It's like Goku. <clears throat> they fight Raditz. Right. And which, by say, the way. During that, I was wondering if that was like maybe the beginning of him getting it. When Raditz is flying and him and Piccolo jump towards Raditz together. 
This was their introductory because they were able to dodge in the air. The blast. Yeah, but they were using blasts. No, that's the beginning. They just dodge out of the way of those blasts, like the two-handed blast that Raditz throws down. I literally just watched this like three hours ago. Okay, they just mid-air dodge with no blast. Okay, so yeah, that's them like kind of learning. Piccolo could fly at this point, by the way. Right, but Goku dodges it the same way Piccolo does. Yeah. They both just kind of Which could oh just shit, be down to like inconsistency in writing. Also possible, yeah. On another key thing I want to bring up, though, pulls pulling from Dragon Ball, and I think this is where it's useful that we've gone back to that before hitting this, is going back to Dragon Ball, Goku literally only sees Master Roshi do the Kame, Kamehameha once. And then right, he's so like, maybe just seeing so Piccolo do it. Yeah, seeing Piccolo and Raditz fly, at some point he probably is just like, you know what, I could probably do that too. Yeah. yeah fuck you guys, I want to yeah. do that. You got a point, like, because like, he always picks up things fast. And I always figured he figured it out while training with King Kai. Um, But you're you're totally right, he could just figure it out a little bit while they were doing that fight. Right. Um, which, by the way, was such an amazing fucking throwdown, dude. It was. Like, that's one of the best was fights. Fight. Because, like, later on, you can rely on them moving really fast, and you don't have to focus so much on movement. Right, yeah, and then you get, like, the but starburst that in the fight, sky. You, that fight, you get everything. Yep. And it's a brutal, just a fucking... So I will tooth say, and neck fucking throwdown where it's to the death. Like they know everybody there knows that you're pro- you might die and you're probably going to. Um. So, but this was the introduction, and we talked. I'm sorry, but we talked about this on the last episode. Goku's first v- look at like real power, mm-hmm. and that was a general Tao. Mm-hmm. But then you get like a galat, like that's an earthly sense of real power. But then you get Raditz who shows up and he is the weakest of the weak, but he's still far and away stronger than Goku and Piccolo. Yeah. But the subtlety of the show comes in again because people that like Raditz, Vegeta, Nappa, they don't really have a sense of like controlling their power level. They're always at a their max. Yeah. Uh, Vegeta is like on the edge of that, where he knows how to control his power and somewhat manipulate, but he still doesn't know how to like sense energy. Yeah. So people on Earth might be weaker, but they have a finer tuned sense of controlling. Like chi and energy. Well, not only like controlling it, but sensing it. Like you're saying, like the Saiyans early on rely on the scouters heavily. Yeah. And when Raditz is first coming in, like Piccolo, even Piccolo feels it, Goku feels it, eventually even Roshi feels it coming in mm-hmm. towards the island when Raditz is first closing in before he takes Gohan. And Krillin, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even Frieza, the whole fight, it's easy to forget, but Frieza never could sense Goku's energy. Right. Yeah, when I, they I actually forgot about that. Yeah. So that's like an, a unique to Earth, or not so unique to Earth and like now, but in the beginning, that was a unique to Earth trait. Right. It's like they had that subtle edge of being able to manipulate energy in a finer way, to be able to sense 
where somebody was because of it. Right, but it, like, and if that's you look because at, of martial arts. If you look at Frieza in particular, I think the vast majority of his shortcoming is his arrogance. Yeah, he would feel and like he didn't Vegeta need that. early on. It's probably the same thing. Like he's so arrogant, he's powerful enough that yeah. he doesn't need to worry about shit like that. Yep. Yep. So it's not that they're not capable. Obviously, Vegeta learns to do it too, but it's they never learned it because they never needed to. They had the scouters. They. I don't think they knew powerful. it was an option. Maybe. They didn't. Like, I, they didn't see I don't it know. as like, like that something seems, they could do. That seems kind of hazy to me. Like. You think about it, like, when they're sensing energy, it's like they're not actively seeking to sense energy all the time. They just suddenly feel a spike of energy. So it's maybe an inconsistency in the writing, but it seems to me like anybody with any level of power would be able to sense other power. I would think that's more like uh, comparing, like... Um, like Radar. I bet radar in the 50s is, was nowhere as good as it is now. It's like they were just at a level where it was like that. They couldn't... Mani- like, we keep talking about, like, subtlety and, like, their ability to master things. And they were at the fringe of, like, being able to sense energy. Like, they could do it and pretty effectively, but it wasn't something they could, they could like you said, do all the time. And then, yeah, like a big spike of energy and you're like, oh, oh, shit. And you feel it. But like Goku using instant transmission is a good example of them being able to actively seek out energy signals. Yeah, that's true. And that's like a whole nother mastery of being able to do that is Mm -hmm. instant transmission. Right, but that's, that's a little bit different though at the same time. Like he's actively seeking specific energy signatures versus just being able to notice energy around him. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, I'm like, saying. yeah, he's far more masterful than most at it. Probably any of them. Yeah, anybody. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense that, like, the Saiyans and Frieza just can't sense the energy. Like, I'm I just, just don't understand I'm just saying it's that. something they didn't think of. Yeah? Yeah. It's something you have to develop. And it's maybe not consciously, but the act of doing martial arts, you have to think about... Like, people like Frieza, people like Vegeta, they're not doing the same form of martial arts as fighting. They're thinking, oh, we can fly, we can... So they're, like, almost drunk on power Mm -hmm. to the point that they forget the subtle, finer things of combat. I don't think they forget the subtle. I don't think they know of the subtle. Exactly, exactly. So you think about a guy who's just a brawler. Think about in normal terms. A guy that can fight. He's got heavy hands. Um, He didn't grow up any kind of gym or anything, but he's a really good fighter. He could probably make it really decently far in a competitive scene just based off his ferocity and his ability to not give a fuck and, like, knock a dude out and be confident in that. But eventually, you're going to run into guys who have trained, who are technically sound, who know techniques that are going to stop those berserker techniques that you know. Somebody like Frieza or Vegeta who go all out and blitz you. As opposed to somebody like Goku who will feel you out and slowly tear up into the fight. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's just that subtle, like, 
attention on detail that makes the difference. Or 20. As you're gay. <laughs> anyway, so we get into Raditz showing up. What do you guys think of... And this is seriously the first introduction into like Goku being a Saiyan. This is like we always knew he, he was special. If you're watching from the very beginning, but if you watch from the start, this would be a revelation to you. If you didn't know, oh God, Goku's a Saiyan, an alien. That totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean the tail was kind of a giveaway that he was weird, but. Yeah, but we yeah, have dinosaurs like, and like know. tiger people. So. Yeah, yeah, like in Dragon Ball, like you really don't know what he is. You just know, like he's said, special. He's special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but now not, you know not, like, why. Short, but special. Well, kind of. This is when <laughs> you find out why he's special. Yeah. You know what? Really, that's like one of the greatest fights. Like we were saying, like and so brutal, like Goku sacrificing himself the first time he dies in the show. Yeah, it's like on the, like the fifth episode, and it's brutal. It's yeah. kind of fucking brutal. It's pretty fucked so, up. Oh, and I when we were talking about it before, I did have want to call out like the continuation of the animation and fighting style throughout the series and into Super, because like I just watched all of Super like a few weeks ago, right? And then I start started over on this, and watching the fight between Goku and Raditz. Like the animation style and how they were portraying the fight in super fast action reminded me of multiple fights that they had in the tournament of power. Like they showed like the same angles, the same animation style, the same. It was just, it was awesome to see that. You got to see those finer movements. Right. And it was awesome to see that that's kind of continued throughout the series because they do like the similar stuff, like even through like. The Frieza saga, the Cell saga, the Boo saga, like all of that, like you still get those awesome, like super intense fight scenes. Right. <clears throat> and then, so after Goku dies, obviously Piccolo takes Go on, and that went, that's when he becomes Goku's father. Yep. Um, and or not Goku, Gohan's father, Gohan's, and then Gohan's yep. no longer dad. I mean, I know Gohan calls him dad, but I feel like that's just to make him feel better. Yeah. Not that Goku cares. I don't think he cares. No, oh. Goku lives to fight, period. Yeah. He doesn't like want Everything kids. else is ancillary to him. Yeah. I think, and that was kind of the way Saiyan culture was initially. Like, you have a kid, like, the woman takes care of the kid, the dad goes and fights, and you fucking. Right. And, like, that and it's bump kind on of an old school like, way of, like, society. Yeah. That bump on his head in Dragon Ball, like, just essentially. Wiped out the vicious side of it. Yeah, like it was the just like lust. an off switch for killing people. The bloodlust. It didn't get rid of the passion to fight, but he doesn't want to kill. Yeah, yeah. Although he does. Yeah, a the lot. Bad, he wants Especially to... like early on. Yeah. Yeah, but like mostly bad guys. And that's kind of what makes these all earlier episodes more impactful. They are a little more serious. You have injuries and unique ones, like him getting blasted through the chest. Yep. With the uh, special beam cannon. The special beam cannon. What it, they call it something no. different in Japanese. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is in Japanese. The beam of but... death or something. I it's, think it's, it's Bukake. Bu- yeah. <laughs> Bukake. Yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> you get shot with Bukake. I've heard chicks yeah, say it's that's awful. Death. It is. T- <laughs> it's death. <laughs> Some so chicks... The, 
So when he uses a Bukaki blast, uh, you know, and kills Raditz and Goku, um, a Piccolo is stout, you know. Um, that's an impactful moment because even though, because we know Goku is special. we've all wanted special. to Bukaki. We a little bit, but we all know Goku's special. So to see him die, yeah, it was like crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially if you watch Dragon Ball, it's like holy shit. And then imagine being like watching the show for the first time around as it's being released the first time. Oh God! Imagine like reading the manga. I bet. I guess that would be it. Is like the manga, right? And you've. You're a big fan of Dragon Ball. My kids over there are making weird noises. <laughs> so, question. No, stop. I'm still making a point. Let's imagine that you're watching this. You fucking see Goku die for the first time, and you're like, and you're like, what the fuck? Right. A a a a a a. Like, what would that be like? What What would that be like? I don't know, man. I was focused on the kid going, hey, 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 Yeah. God damn. What's your son's name? Oh, God damn it, Napa. God, God damn it, Napa. You made me lose Napa. my whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn it, Napa. Uh, kids are good for that. God damn it, Napa. God damn it, Napa. <laughs> this leads in. Yeah. You remember the corn tower thing we were yes. talking about? Fuck you, Napa. And, and, <laughs> And <laughs> this is what little yeah, fuck you, Napa. Oh, damn it, Napa. Oh, god damn it, Napa. <laughs> uh, All right, you suck at pausing. Yeah. <laughs> Your pause game is weak, my boy. Let me get through this. We got 30 minutes, fags. <laughs> uh, now we're dragging these dead zone, dude. Yeah, we're getting drunk. That's a problem. <laughs> All right, so here Goku's dead. Corn's tower. He hits Snake Way. Same thing as like climbing the tower. Yeah. Running on Snake Way was the training part yeah. of it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was. That was like a really, really cool part of the show to me. I always, wait, wait, I don't know wait, why hold on, I love it so much. Another epiphany. That's when he learned to fly. It was on Snake Way. Yeah. It wasn't. Kai. It is true. It's on Snake Way. Oh, That's when he learns to fly. Yeah. That is right. Oh, snap. All right, I forgot about that. And he yeah, just figured now. it out. Right, we're good. Yeah, we're good. And he just figured it out. Yeah. He's like, fuck walking. What a fly. fucking genius this guy is. <laughs> That's no, the thing seriously, I love. Like, he's such an idiot, but he's such a fucking genius. That's what I fucking love about Goku. He's on the spectrum. Yeah. He's Forrest. He is Forrest Gump mm. in animation world. Yeah. A man that's just slow with everyday life, but when it comes to particular shit, he's amazing at it. Yeah, but there's a difference between him and Gump. Gump does it by accident. Goku does it because he tries real hard. Do you know what's interesting? Is a lot of the time when they're doing training, like I know when he's training with King Kai, he actually learns techniques, which is actually pretty rare. Right. Like he learns the Kamehameha. He learns... Things here and there, you learns the instant transmission, but for the most part, Goku's attack and skill set is pretty much the same as it always has been. Right, but, uh, but for, for context, think about all the other fighters. It's the same. Mostly, their no, training... 
consists of conditioning their bodies to the extreme. Right. That's for everybody except Goku. Goku is the only one learning new techniques. But he's not learning new techniques. He's learning new trans like. No, like you said, just like Kamehameha and all that shit. Like, I know we never get to see like Vegeta's training when he was a kid, which would be a cool series. In that itself. would be a pretty cool series. Yeah. But like you think about it, like he uses the same moves the entire everything. Yeah. All of Z, all of Super. They're just the big way bang fucking attack. cooler and way bigger at the end. I think he just makes shit up on the fly. Oh yeah, probably. But probably. the point is, is like instant transmission, learning to fly. You like, look at Vegeta. Okay, let's compare Vegeta and Goku because we're coming up on. Like we get through. His training with King Kai, that whole thing on Snakeway, I really loved it. Even though it's like kind of meant to be filler and kind of monotonous, but also I love the fact that him traveling Snakeway is part of the training. Even though he doesn't realize it. Somehow he never realizes that the journey is, you know, part of the training. Yeah, well, it's kind of like that, too, even when he trains in Corrin's Tower. Because he's yeah, trying chasing to get... him. It's the same, yeah, same thing. He's chasing Gregory. He's chasing uh, uh, Bubbles. Yep. Same thing. Exactly. He's chasing Corrin. It's just trying to get faster and uh, conditioning his body in ten times normal gravity. And then, yeah, of course, he learns Kaioken. And that's like that's like the key point when he learns most of the techniques that he uses for the rest of everything. Right. Yeah. And then he's just mastering that, which is beautiful in a way. Because you get to see those things slowly develop so does he do any of them learn any new techniques outside of transformations past the frieza saga uh, i'm sure well we'll have to like be watching this as we go obviously and like i i can't think of anything that they learn they get they don't like show them that. learning anything ever no it's always like an unveil Right, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the the Dragon Ball way. But... Look at my new triple yeah. backflip, yeah. sticky yeah. McWrist fucking move. Yeah, <laughs> right. Even like in super, wrist poppy they, action, they did the same shit in Super. Like unveiling blue wasn't like you never saw them go blue before. They were like, oh my god, look at this. Which I actually would pr- prefer the opposite. I would rather see them like sometimes. I don't know. Like I, I think there's a lot of what is appealing and makes the show successful it's the big unveiling yep is you're like oh dang right yeah, yeah. When, when they go super saiyan blue and you get the tinglys you know what i mean like if you saw them do it in training like you might get a little bit of the tingly but like him being like i was hiding my true power that's a good point time because fight is just way more tingly that's a good yeah. point because leading into like when napa's wrecking shop on everybody Goku's on his way back. You don't ever get like a full sense of like, like you get that Goku's much better, but they don't give you a good view of it until he shows up and just wrecks Nappa in a couple moves. Mm-hmm. And then you get an interesting view of like who Vegeta is because, you know, v- Goku has basically shattered Nappa's spine. Right. By catching him the way he did. Remember, he did that a lot back then. 
not <laughs> fuck somebody up and then land on the ground and catch them by their fucking middle of their back yeah. with one hand. So Napa was basically paralyzed, mm-hmm. begging for help from his only companion. And what does Vegeta do? He fucking murders him. Interesting look at like who he was as opposed to who he is now. Right. Well, I got some of that weird, vibey stuff like from the first few episodes, the only ones I've watched recently, with Bulma. Like when she shows up on the island, like she looks completely different and like she's talking about, uh, God, I can't remember his name, the guy she's dating at the beginning of the series. Yamcha? Yamcha. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bitch she's boy. talking about that and it's like having future sight and being like, you think yeah, he will fang fisted Bulma? Probably, dude. We'll find fists. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. He's such a little bitch. He's got to uh, get one in. No, nah, she wolf fang fisted him. I bet him. she fisted him. Yep, for That's sure. where you learned it. Yeah. What a little girl. Anyway. But yeah, like back to your point with like where Vegeta started and where he ends up. Like it was just really interesting to like. See the contrast in his personality from the well, beginning yeah, like, to the, the end. The contrast in personalities, but it, it doesn't apply to just him. It's, it's all of them. Yeah, well, I mean, it, with the exception of Roshi, he's just a horn dog until like almost the end. Oh, God. Yeah, he doesn't change much um, until later. No, but to be fair, he's like fucking eight hundred years old. But he's so. the comic relief. Yeah, which is fine. They lean on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but fortunately, only only a lot in the filler episodes. Which would you say is a better fight, Vegeta versus Goku or Piccolo Vegeta, or no Piccolo Goku Raditz? Uh, well, which is a better fight? They're both so good. It's one of those things that I would be the kind of, I feel like minority here and say the Piccolo, Goku and Raditz fight is better. Yeah. For I, two I'm, reasons. I'm with you for two reasons. For one, Goku actually doesn't really defeat Vegeta. Right. Um, and then for two, it's just seeing Goku sacrifice, and then on top of that, you got to think his and Piccolo's rivalry and hatred for each other is still pretty fresh. It's because they never beat each other, right? And so for them to have to come together, and even seeing that slight compassion that Piccolo has before sending off that special beam cannon, like, damn it, Goku! He doesn't want to kill. He Goku. doesn't want to kill Goku. So it's so much more. I feel like. Not only a better fight, but more impactful. You know what I mean? I think that moment was important mm-hmm. for Piccolo. Like, he had his, like, you know, he obviously had good in him already. Right. But seeing Goku sacrifice himself and take that special beam, beam cannon and die to save the planet, I think that's that was, like, the switch mm-hmm. that made Piccolo go, oh, okay. Like, yeah, this is a good dude. How can I hate this guy? Yeah, I get where this guy is coming from. Kind yeah, of thing. Well, I mean, like, to be fair, like the the whole time that they're teamed up, like they don't actually feel like rivals, other than Piccolo doing a little trash talking here and there. They right. feel like Compared rivals in like, competition, not like enemies. Right, yeah. but like compare that to like the the contrast between Frieza and Goku during Super. Yeah, like during that, like. Frieza's like, I'm going to stab you oh, in the God back, bro. God damn it, Nappa. God damn it, Nappa. Damn it, Nappa. Damn it, Nappa. Oh, Go ahead. God damn it, Nappa. 
God, I really hate you. Damn it. <laughs> Go ahead. God damn no, but seriously, it. like, during... <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time. No, but, uh, like, during Super, like, you look at the contrast between Frieza and Goku, and I'm going to take your phone away. Fuck you. <laughs> Just let it play, bitch. <laughs> no, but, like, the, the difference in interaction, like, those two are mortal enemies, and Piccolo and Goku at the beginning are enemies, but they're mm-hmm. not, like, the same. They're rivals. They're not enemies. enemies. Right. They're not the same kind of enemy. Was my the point. way I always felt was because of the whole Pit King Piccolo thing. Um, King Piccolo hated Goku, right? And that was like a pass down thing to Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Like he never actually had a reason to hate Goku other than like programming, basically. Yeah. Like he was still a canvas, and he like felt like he was supposed to be Mister Evil, but. He didn't, his heart wasn't in it. Like he had no real reason to hate everyone, other than this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So it was, like it was cool to see. Like I don't remember which episode Piccolo shows up in first. Like episode two, maybe. But yeah, like, it's it whenever was... they hit. Um, Raditz runs into Piccolo first on right. his way to find Goku. Right, but and the... he sees like two power levels on the planet that are worth checking out. And right, yeah, and like the, Piccolo's the first one. The interesting part of that was like the typical stoic Piccolo on a fucking mesa in the middle of nowhere, staring off at him. Yeah, meditating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like that was that was cool to be reminded I of. I think that yeah, I think that's that's indicative to what we were talking about is like Piccolo not really having a purpose. Yeah, he just his programmed purpose. He was almost a robot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when he discovered, you know, he saw Goku sacrifice himself and then took the time to train Gohan and develop feelings for someone. And that's one of the best parts about the show. It's crazy. No matter how fucked up somebody is, they always seamlessly and really, really smoothly turn them slowly into a good person. They or Goku? It never seems like a cop-out. It never seems like a cop-out. Vegeta took a long time to be a good person. He's still pretty questionable. Um, Well, On on the surface, what he presents is a questionable individual. He seems like an asshole, but he really, though, he loves his family. He will defend the planet like no one else. Mm-hmm. And like he's the definition of a good person. Being a good person doesn't mean you're smiling all the time and oh, yeah. giving everybody hugs and jerking them off. It's like, yeah, get the fuck away from me. I'm still gonna like defend the planet, but don't fucking talk to me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the whole trope about not being able to judge somebody by their cover, like you. Somebody might seem like an asshole, but maybe that's the guy that will jump in front of a bullet for you and not even know you. Right, but my point was, is like, he presents it well enough, like, that even in Super, when they're coming across Frieza for the first time during Super, like, the first time you see Gold Frieza, you remember what I'm talking about? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, even at that point, the people on the ground are wondering if Vegeta switched alliances. That's their own doubt. 
Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like and in that like, universe, he presents it so well that people are still questioning whether he's not an asshole. Or and not. you also have to consider, like, he had fucked them over so many times in the past. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they're still like learning to cope with the fact that he's on their side. Yeah. Right. Especially and yeah, in, in his own mind. He especially is. when you consider getting back to what the fuck we're supposed to be talking about. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. That's right. When Matt Damon showed up and beat Frieza. <laughs> it was fucking intense. Uh, Everyone was like, oh my God, and it's he Jason was like, Bourne. And he was like, <laughs> he took that magazine and smacked Frieza up with it. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. All right, so we were at Napa. Napa. Yeah, so Napa. <laughs> the fight between Vegeta and Goku. Anybody... It's hard to say which one, which fight was better, mm-hmm. because that fight between Vegeta and Goku is so iconic and such a pivotal moment in the show. Right. It's like you said, they neither one of them beat each other. They barely made it out alive, both of them. Yeah. And then you don't even see them fight each other again until... Way later, like, during the Majin Buu saga. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I would argue that that Raditz, Piccolo, and Goku fight edges it out just a little bit. Just a little bit. Both really good fights, but for me, I I, I gotta go with the Piccolo, Raditz, and Goku fight. Yeah. Which one for you? I'm, I'm gonna get slapped here in a second, but I don't remember the Vegeta fight. It's pretty long. Yeah, like it's been um, a really long time since. Well, you're I saw gonna it. get there because you're gonna you'll be watching it or whatever. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a little longer. They have like the sections there that are like filler in the fight. You know, it's it's reminiscent of the Frieza fight where it's maybe a little too long. Um, yeah, but that's but that's you kind also of the get like moments in there, like yeah, Jirobi jumping in and saving Goku's ass. Then some awkward sexual tension between Goku and Vegeta, and yeah, is there? <laughs> no. Explain that a little bit. I don't know. Did you see a chubby somewhere that we didn't see in that in that spandex of Vegeta's? Definitely that blue spandies. The bulge seemed totally... a little bigger than usual. What if you did get excited? And I'm sure you do. And then you just get a chubby. It's not for any reason, but like you're fighting somebody. You think that could be a new move or technique? And then go, yeah, you're like super boner technique or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. just stick it the in question their face. Is, is it like a, like a reach out and thump like a hammer or is it more like a whirlwind? No, you just get it and lines. then you start grappling. Yeah. You just start grappling a lot. <laughs> you're like hugging them and it's like poking them and they're like, dude, come on. No? Yeah. That's a total you tactic. Kind of whisp- Take your pants off. Instead of yelling and talking at one another, they kind of grapple and whisper in each other's ear, you know? I'd be that guy. I'd be like... Oh, I know you would. <laughs> no, I'd be like, hey, we're going to fight. Let me get naked first. <laughs> we'll see if you still want to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, I got a whole boner right now. You still want to fight me? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Like, that would have been the move for Yadrobi. Like... And I was getting there. Like he jumps in there, slashes Vegeta in the back. Talk about like the subtle, like finer movements of the show, and like seeing like the 
instead of them doing crazy punchy fast shit. You get shit like Yadrobi yeah, jumping in there unlikely, chopping Vegeta's tail off. Yep. Which is pretty slashing badass. Slashing him in the back. Or was that... It was Jirobi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's cool, too, because Jirobi was built up to that point as kind of being a coward, right? But so, he's, Yeah, that was like one of the, the only moments where he's not a little bitch. Exactly. So he's it's, just not stupid. It's one of those, for that character, it's actually kind of a cool moment to see him kind of... Mm. But I don't like that they recessed him back to being a little bitch. It's kind of like they gave him some character development and then took it away. You know what I mean? But how could you do it twice where he, like, steps in and saves the day again and you're like, it's not, like, a cop-out? Oh, well, I mean, they've multiple done it bef- ways. They've done it before. Like, going back to Super, like, <clears throat> when they go back into Trunks' future, like, Yajirobe is the one that pulls them out and saves them from getting mm-hmm. wiped out. What? What? No, no, what? Once again, go over again. No, so, like, when they're fighting against Black... Yajirobe's the one that grabs them and pulls them to safety. Oh shit! Yeah, exactly. Oh shit! So they, they see that's I've only watched that through once. Yeah, me too. But it was recent. So yeah, so they did it again later in Super, but there are moments after that where Jirobe was just a total coward again. It's like, oh, come on, you know. So I'm glad they kind of reconciled that in Super again a little bit. But He's pretty consistent. As far as characters go, I mean, he does have those moments of bravery mm-hmm. to show he's not a complete pussy like uh, Yamcha. Right. But he's not an idiot. He's like, I'm not going to go get my ass, my face punched in by that guy. Are you serious? Right. Yeah, I'll like, sneak in there and help you out when it's, I know I'm not going to get fucked over for it. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, like not a single opponent that they've ever faced did he stand any kind of a chance at all right yeah right it's so like it's why would i even a, try i'm not a fucking it's, idiot it's not that he's a coward he's just not stupid unreasonable right like he's like probably the smartest guy in the whole show yeah well he's fat and happy so i can't argue with that <laughs> yeah there you go he's well, got here's something the whole thing he wanted to Remember during the whole Vegeta thing, and he's getting all the interviews from the media and capitalizing on that, and they're like paying him in hot dogs and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Jirobi's character. I mean, yeah, Jirobi. Why do you keep calling him that? Huh? Yeah, Jirobi. Yeah, Jirobi. I just shortened it. Jirobi. That's what it's you easier can for me. To, me. It, it's easier for me to just call him Jirobi. But yeah, yeah, Jirobi. Yeah. yeah. Go all valley girl on you. But yeah, Jirobi, I don't know. His character is just kind of one of those funny, quirky ones. That it's nice to see come up every now and then. But what in God's name? Not a sponsor. No. Oh, oh, right. God, what the? What am I doing? <laughs> Take his phone away. Not yeah. doing it. Oh, well. God damn it, Nappa. Yeah. <laughs> there, I'll just now do it, it for you. <laughs> Oh man! Fuck so we're sense. hitting the end of this. Oh, God damn it, um, Napa! God damn it, Napa! Damn it, Napa! Damn it, Napa! Oh God damn it! Napa. That one's creepy. That one's creepy. Like the whole time you're like, I eh, just talk through it, bro. God yeah, just talk through it, and then as soon as it starts, you like freeze. Yeah, <laughs> he's just hanging out over there like a well, deer. Well, I kind of wanted to hear it that that one because he's like, God damn it, Napa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Like he's... God damn it, Nappa. Oh, God damn it, Nappa. <laughs> Wait, was that oh, Gohan that getting ready Oh, to my God. Him? That was Krillin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. All right, so the end of the fucking fight, they get down, they throw down. One of the biggest, bestest scenes in the whole show, I kind of want to tattoo with this. Goku, Vegeta, throwing the Kamehameha and the Gatling gun at each other and blocking each other. How fucking crazy fucking badass is that? That was fucking amazing. It was phenomenal. And Goku, like, practically destroying his body for it. Yeah. So that would be, like, the first, like, energy blast versus energy blast interaction, isn't it? Um... Uh, no, because there is one in that early tournament of uh, Dragon Ball. Between yeah. No, Master I mean, Roshi like, in the Z and... series, that's, like, in Z. Yeah, like, in Dragon Ball Z. Like yeah. with Raditz. I don't remember anything like that with Nappa. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. like, that is kind of, like, setting up a staple for the series. Like, clashing energy. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like that, And then they reuse that to dramatic effect throughout the rest of the series and into Super and But never, never quite the same, because that original was just so artistically beautiful the way they do the colors and just the angles of it and the way it's drawn i think some of the older stuff at points is shown in a more beautiful and more detailed way right um then you get like later on like in the middle of frieza and goku you get those episodes where it looks like my son drew it (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like throughout these two fights, you get nothing but beautiful, beautiful scenes. Like the whole time. That's true. And there is a little bit more lazy like art throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, but they pretty they keep it pretty consistent for the fights. Like I've noticed that too. Like the fights, the, it seems like they worked, I don't know, maybe gave them more time for the animation or gave them... I don't know, maybe more of a budget, or they just worked harder on it. But during the fight scenes, it seems like they try to up their game on the animation. But I know you're talking about, especially some of the filler episodes, you can kind of see it's like, eh, not the best quality. Well, maybe you're backwards. Maybe it's not that they get more budget or anything. It's they do the fight scenes first, and then they're like, oh, shit, we need filler. A lot of this is... That could be that, too. That, too. And a lot of this, you got to wonder about, like, Deadline. They're drawing all of this by hand. Mm-hmm. We have to remember, it's like Super is consistently gorgeous because they're using better techniques. Oh, and better technology. Yeah. I mean, just uh, animation computers that they've got and shit where it can take one style of animation for them and completely save it. And they can just continuously use that as a template in other animations going forward. Mm. So it's like the technology, the techniques, like you said, it's so much better in Super, but that's because it's so many years later compared to DBZ. Remember we were talking earlier about them learning new techniques? Like, I wonder how much of that was, like, cost-cutting and minimizing, like, production costs. For, like, because look at every special attack that any of them have. Like, they all have a different pose. They have, like, the different color palettes. Mm Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it was like ease of animation kind of led to limiting some of that in the early days. What do you mean? Like, well, you look at like the Kamehameha, like it's it's a similar animation no matter which character's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gallic Gun always looks the same. Like it might get brighter and flashier as it goes on. Um, Final Flash, same thing. 
like try yeah, but the same only thing. person using those is Vegeta. Right, but what I'm saying is maybe part of the reason that they never gave them more techniques was, well, I guess in the manga it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But in the show, the show has to follow the manga, so I, I don't know. Maybe I'm way off course, but well, I get what you're trying to say, but I also think like keeping them with a handful of techniques is beneficial. Um, just in the sense is. Like we said, like they seem very basic, but when you start to mix them and right, like get the into the subtlety, you... you have way more options and it doesn't get convoluted or confusing on what their fighting style is because Goku's fighting style is so much different than Vegeta's and Krillin's is so much different than Piccolo's. And then you get a mashup between like Gohan with Gohan with Piccolo and Goku so yeah he's like doing both yeah and like the like you were saying like the mixing them like the the first time Goku does like an instant transmission Kamehameha and shit like that <sighs> so tight yeah mm-hmm. and that was against who who that's your boy Cell Cell that was like maybe one of the best Kamehameha's ever thrown nope you I know what you're thinking Oh yeah, I and know you, for against me, against for, Kefla. Yep, hands down the Ultra Instinct Kamehameha after yeah. like skimming her attack up into dancing her dancing across her energy blast. Yeah, and then just yeah. blasting all over her face. Nah, he <laughs> did a little bukkake there. He did a bukkake uh, oh, blast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he bukkakeed the fuck out of Cell though. He blew half his body off yeah. with that. Yeah, like load. that one's super cool. But like, as far as like, if I was rating Kamehameha's. The Kefla one's better. I'm sorry. Okay, is that because it's animated better or because it's cooler? Because they're both no, cool like as the, fuck. They're, they're both cool as fuck, but the lead up to that one is just way cooler. Where he's skimming along her attack to get there, it while is like holding an upgrade. the Kamehameha and then blasting her in the face. It is like an upgraded version of that Cell one, because he only he only teleports once. Right. Right. And, whereas, but like, whereas against Kefla. He's, you know, teleporting like four or five times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's teleporting, and then he's also like, like I said, like dancing along her attack perfectly, like barely touching it with his right. foot. Like that's just beautiful. Sorry, yeah, it was amazing. It is, it is very amazing. Oh wait, 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 wait. That's number one for you. The instant transmission one for Cell is number t- number one. Okay, Wh- this is how we send it off. All right. Here's how we send it off. We're not going to focus at that too much. We're going to say favorite Kamehameha in the series. Vince, go. I mean, I, I, I got to go with the Gohan instant transmission. I love it. But that's... Well, the, uh, Goku. I'm, the Goku against Cell? Goku against Cell. Sorry, not Gohan. But I I don't know. It's one of those things I'm biased, though, because that's like my favorite arc like you and I were just talking about. So... I'm a little biased on that. I'm not. That's so many people's favorite. I know. And I get it. I get it. Um, and I'm there. I I tend to love everything as a whole. Right. As a whole. It, it's a hard one to pick, though. It, it is hard really to pick. Is. I already gave my number one, so I'll give my number two, which isn't the instant transmission one. It's the father-son Kamehameha. Okay. That's a good one, too. Which one? With Goku and Gohan against Cell. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Gohan's like the... arms all fucked up and they do it together. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Like just like not from like a power standpoint, but from like a story and like the feels standpoint. Like that one's just fucking amazing. I'm gonna go with my favorite Kamehameha ever that like like really really got me, and I'm gonna go into a little more detail. But during the second Broly movie, there's a point when Gohan and Goten are doing a Kamehameha against Broly. And it's like really beautiful. We should probably watch it tonight. But Goten, like they're desperate, like they're losing. And Goten doesn't even say it out loud. But he says, uh, in his mind, he's like, oh, I wish dad was here. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Dragon Balls roll out of this backpack. And Goku doesn't, like, actually show up. Like, it doesn't, like, bring him there literally, but, like, in spirit. And he, like, lands between them. It, like, chokes me up right now because we've been drinking a little bit. And, like, um, but I love this shit, too. Mm-hmm. But he lands between them, and he's like their strength, right. like they're fucking, you know, they're rock, and they they just fucking, blah. yeah. And he gives them this like super sick speech, and he's like, "We can't lose." Like, what the fuck? Right? Are you my like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they just fucking wipe out Broly, like, and really, it's just him and Gohan. Mm-hmm. But in spirit, Goku is there, and it's like a triple Kamehameha. Yeah. So one more question before we close out. Why is the Kamehameha always the center beam in mixed attacks? Because it's the center of the universe, my man. Truth. Yeah. Like, I think they do a Gallic gun Kamehameha in Super, and the Gallic gun's wrapping around the Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I, I can't. There's think a hundred single... times like Gatling gun. That's like the Super Saiyan Four Gogeta attack. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, the it's because universe. the it's because Goku is the main character. Period. Yeah. Well, I know we kind of got off track, but I think this was still a fucking sweet, really good conversation. Thanks for being here, Ted. Yeah, yeah, thanks for thank having me, guys. On. Happy um, to come back. Coming on to Vince. Coming on. <laughs> He's been grabbing cocky. his leg though, like, like the that, whole time. It's the making Bukaki me blast. I like yeah. the beard. I need that Bukaki blast. As soon as you guys both have red beards. Yeah. His is more red. Mine's starting to turn gray. Yeah. <laughs> Follow the Comic gray Zone bush. wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Google, your mom's house. Not really. That's Tom Segura's shit. But I wish I was there. <laughs> This has been the Comic Zone. Dragging these balls. Vince. Later. Mike. We went balls deep. We did. Indeed. I hope your ear holes are satisfied. Peace out.